0: The Autumn Wind is a Pirate.
1: Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to our show. This show is going to be the post game for the New Orleans Saints. Yes, the Saints beat the loving shit right out of us, and we're going to talk about why. We're going to talk about how. We're going to talk about it right here on show 212.
2: Yeah, 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 do you know about my city, old the city of
3: old, old town. oh don't you know,
0: old do
3: you know about my city, old town. the city of old, old town. oh don't you know, now let's take a little
1: trip down memory lane. All right, Ritter Nation, on this show, of course, we have to hit several things. On this show, we're going to hit the Tuck Rule. Now it's an issue. You damn straight. Happened to Dallas and the Cardinals, and now it's an issue. All these years later. What a freaking joke. Next story, of course, the post mortem for the Saints. Freaking beatdown. We're going to talk about that. And, of course, a pregame for the Jets. And. Brett Favre! Brett Favre! Brett Favre! That's what the Jets fans are still saying. And I say they got a good reason to say it. And of course, then we'll hit the bone line. 1-800-620-7181 1-800-620-7181 Come on Raider Nation I know you're pissed You know it's beyond pissed I'll tell you I know what it is And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that today as well So let's move on to our first story of the day The tuck rule
3: Now it's an issue? The running up keeping in mind whenever they out to grind, keep an eye but on in one. One time cuz they'll be making you get your bail on instead of getting your mail on. So skip the cash, but we got a dash so Yeah,
1: damn straight man the tuck rule is now officially a problem that's right and check this out this is written by John Sarneki now This John Czarnecki has been an editorial consultant for Fox and NFL Sunday since 1994, when it began. This is his 30th year covering the NFL. Now, check this shit out. If the Raiders owner Al Davis is watching, I'm sure he hollered out, that's a fumble. I'm sure he did too, when Tony Romo went to throw the ball It was a fumble in the end zone, and the Cards picked it up, and it was a touchdown, later challenged, and ruled a tuck rule. Yes, all these years later, absolutely happens to the Cowboys, and now we have an article about it. Now we have someone who's actually got some long teeth in the NFL complaining about it. The tuck rules should be thrown out in this particular article. He goes on and rants about the unfairness of the rule and how it stole the game, almost stole the game, from the Cardinals. Now, do I need to say another thing about this? Another thing where the Raiders got screwed and no one else in the NFL thought a doggone thing about it until the Cardinals get screwed. But it was one of those games the Raiders weren't involved, had nothing to do with Al Davis, and nothing to do with the Raider Nation. This is just another blatant example of the bullshit in the officiating and in the mainstream media, and that is all I have to say about that. Gentlemen, a Nation from everywhere across the country and the globe. Randy and I flew to New Orleans to see the Saints game. It was great. The city is absolutely awesome. The fun is unparalleled, and they're very friendly, very welcoming. It's a great place to go. There's a lot of history there. There's a lot of things to do, and I wouldn't hesitate to go there again. Their fans are very good fans. It was good banter back and forth. Not a lot of assholes in the crowd, if you know what I'm saying. It was a beautiful thing, a beautiful city, and it could have been a beautiful game if not for the outcome. Now, on Saturday night before the game, the Raider Nation rose to the occasion. That's right. We rose to the occasion, taken over Bourbon Street. It was crazy. Check out our video cast. We had JT the Brick, who's on there incidentally. Here we are, New Orleans, Bourbon Street with J.T. the Brick.
2: Good to be here. Nothing like a road trip to New Orleans. It's been eight years. Last time we were here, the Raiders were on their way to the Super Bowl. That's correct.
1: And we got the Raider Nation in the house. What do you What do you think?
3: You got a good showing here?
2: Yeah, I think this is a tremendous showing. This is the largest Raider fan base anywhere in America when they talk about a traveling group that comes to any city. So I was talking about to the people behind the scenes who work here, they said no fan base travels better than the Raiders. And they proved that tonight by taking over Bourbon Street. (laughs) You gotta love
1: it. So thank you so much, man. I appreciate all that you do for the Raider Nation. You're the voice. You're the voice.
2: Well, Greg Pop is the voice of the Raiders. I just happen to be one of the guys on the radio. I'm blessed to work for this team, to have a voice for the fans and all the fans who have supported me from day one. It's been a it's been a great ride. It'd just be nice if they'd win some more games, you know. Well,
1: they will. You know what we got to do. Yeah.
2: We, oh, look. I think they're on the right track. There's a lot of good players on this team. A lot of young players. The draft is going well with Jamarcus and McFadden. And if, That all works together pretty good. I think something big could come out of this hopefully soon because I don't think Raider fans want to wait another three or four years to get better.
1: No, but we don't jump ship, and you know how that is, no matter what. Well, no
2: good fans ever jump ship, and this is one of the proudest uh, fan bases in all the NFL, and three Super Bowls, they've been in five Super Bowls, and I think a lot of people forget that this team was in a Super Bowl this decade. You look at the Lions and the Cleveland Browns and the Bengals and the Cardinals, the national media loves beating up on the Raiders. They try to have a field day talking bad about Mr. Davis and everybody else, but this is a team that's been to two championship games this decade and a Super Bowl, and I bet you by the end of the decade, they'll have, they'll have this figured out.
1: That's right. And I think so, too, because Mr. Davis does not mess around when it comes to spending money.
2: Well, he's trying. I mean, they went out and spent a lot of money on free agency and did a lot of things. So hopefully, hopefully this is the beginning of something good, because there's enough good players, core players on this team, for this team to turn it around in a matter of a year or two. It might not be this year, but we'll see what they do for Coach Tom Cable, and we'll see if they can turn this thing around, because the fans are desperate for some wins.
1: I agree with you. But we're here and we appreciate you very yeah, much. Thank you, so much oh, Thank you so All much, it. Right. Good luck with the vodka. Thank you so much. That's right. JT did a small, short interview with me. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, the Raider Nation was loud, it was proud. And the very next morning, that's right, after getting pounded by hurricanes and daiquiris, and let me tell you, they don't screw around with the alcohol, folks. You get order a drink, you better be man enough to drink it. <laughs> Because it will put you on your ass in a New York second. <laughs> Cocktail beverages on Bourbon Street are no joke, Padna. Anyway, it was a great time. You can see by our video. Uh, welcome there, John Vella was there, and the Saturday morning, the Raider fans came in big time. The Raider Nation took over Bourbon Street and rolled from there all the way to the Superdome. It was a great walk. It was a huge crowd chanting Raiders, Raiders, Raiders the entire way. It was chilling. It was chilling. And I'll tell you, the one thing in everyone's heart was, please, Raiders, at least give us a good game. This was something echoed throughout the entire time on our trip before the game started. We just wanted to see a competitive football game. We didn't need to see us beat the living daylights, even though we'd like to seen it. I just wanted to see some competition from our side, which was echoed by every fucking fan in the entire place. I just want to see a good game. I'd like the Raiders to show up and give it their best. Well, <laughs> Evidently, Tom, the cable guy, and we're really trying to find a new name for this character. I call him a character because he isn't a player. He isn't a coach. He's not the leader of the team. He obviously is just a figurehead or whatever. He might as well be a doll head, you know, one of those dolls that vibrate around because that's what he's doing. Tom Cable is not the guy. We have a good team and a bad coach. And that's just the way it is. The organization's fucked up just like it was before we fired Kiffin. We fired Kiffin, and look what happens after a two-week bye when people had a chance to heal. I know what you're thinking, Raider Greg, you're being so negative. Don't be so negative. Listen, I look for the positive. I've talked to all the fans I could possibly talk to. I want to make sure that what I'm saying is the same feeling that most people have. Don't get me wrong. I am A Nation. I will always be. I'm ready for it. Let's go. Let's turn this thing around. I'd like to see it. But before that, I'm a realist. I'm someone who looks at the stats and looks at the team and looks at what's happening and sees the truth. Incredible. Incredible game. The Raiders look fired up at the beginning. We were there in the Superdome. It's actually a very nice stadium. I like it. People were very cool, like I said. And we were just chanting and being ourselves, the Rata Nation right there. Quickly, we were quenched, subdued, down in our seats. I'll tell you this we gave up on the run too early. We got behind, and I got scared, started throwing the ball, forgot about the run, and were enveloped by the Saints. Defense didn't show up. Open receivers throughout the field missed tackles were abundant. Most fans that I talked to after the game were just at loss for words. Where do you start? No one had a particular point where we could point at the defense or at the offense or this particular play. It was generally just a colossal fuck up, to be honest with you. Now, I know if you don't want to listen to negative, don't listen to me because I'm just going on the truth, Pata. I'm telling you exactly what I saw. I was there to see it, and so were probably 2,000 fans. More than ever any team has ever traveled in that city's history. And they told us that. They couldn't believe how many Raider fans showed up to support their team. And that's just how we roll, the Raider Nation. Now I listened to the Tom Cable press conference, and this this Raider Nation is the pinnacle of the issue that I have with the organization. Tom Cable, Tom the Cable guy, Fred Flintstone. Uh, let's see what else we want to call him, Caveman. <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> Even a caveman can do it. I love it. I think that's fucking hilarious. (laughs) Some of you guys are funny as hell. But Tom Cable comes on the press conference with a red shirt on. What does that say? Okay? Is that like some kind of statement of him not being comfortable? Did he get his ass reamed like Kiffin did? And so now he's going to pout and wear a red shirt? What is that all about? Why doesn't he have a shirt with the Raider insignia on it, like every other coach, pretty much, in the league? No, but he has to have a bright red shirt on. Well, thank goodness it wasn't green. 34-3, folks. That was the game score. Anybody who watched it or could watch it saw the entire meltdown of the Raiders. What happened to the change of, of Fargish and Bush, McFadden, Three-headed monster, absent. Dmac had ten carries. People, ten. We were moving the ball. Fargus moving the ball three, four yards, two, three yards. Sometimes he gets stuffed. We had no around the edge runs. I, you know, I just don't understand that. As a football fan and someone who I feel is decently, you know, capable of reading a game. I was astonished at the lack of production of a running game and the attempts thereof. He defends Jay Russ by saying he's a rookie. He never started. He hasn't had an opportunity to develop. Jay Russ looked like fucking shit. Jay Russ has no business wearing a silver and black jersey until he has enough time to sit on the pine and see an expert for at least a couple more years. I was the one saying he needs to get out there and throw the ball. We got to see what he can do. Well, now we have seen what he can do. We have seen him telegraph his passes every fucking time. Hasn't changed a bit. Telegraphing passes every time. Single pass. I could tell you exactly where it was going from the end zone, people. His passes are high and they're behind constantly since he started throwing the football. He cannot read a defense. He cannot elude pass rushers. And he falls down and fumbles the ball at least once a game, sometimes more than that. Tom Cable said... This is the first time that he had an opportunity to witness Jay Russ as a head coach because most of the time he was down there with those 300-pound guys. Ha, 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 ha. Funny, funny, funny. Hey, caveman. That's right, you. Fred Flintstone. That's what film is made for. That's what notes are made for. That's what coaches that you have under your finger are made for. They are to tell you about this character, Russell. You don't need to waste an entire fucking game to throw him out there and give him things that he can't do because you didn't know because you were busy with the lineman up until, what, two weeks ago, and you had no opportunity to check out film on our number one quarterback, the guy who you have to put the game's hand into. You didn't have any idea what he could do. You are an idiot. You are a caveman. With all the resources at your hand, Tom, the cable guy, you should have been able to know exactly where Jay Russ was. If you wanted the head coaching job, Padna, you would have had a better idea of what he was like than anybody else. A key component in offense. You don't know what he's like. You needed this game to figure out what he was doing. What kind of an idiot are you? Do you think we're stupid? Well, I don't think we're stupid. I don't think we see what you see. And I don't know what game you're watching because you sure as hell weren't watching the game I was watching. Russell blows. He blows at every pass. For every semi-accurate pass he makes, he throws four incompletes. 37%, 35% maybe? Cable talked about eight drops. Well, that's some. Bullshit. There were six drop balls, and they were hard to catch. They were behind. You know, Zach Miller had one that was two yards in front of him. He dove to try to get, and you call those misses? You know, don't paint a fucking picture of an asshole and tell me it's a flower, partner, because I ain't buying it. Tom Cable, I'm holding you responsible, but buddy. You're the number one guy. You're the big cheerleader. Caveman, even a caveman can do it, huh? Why did you not know about Russell? Why did you not know about his development? What what is a what about this is a mystery to you and when is Al Davis going to fire you next? Because I think that's probably coming pretty soon, buddy, you keep this performance up. Tom the caveman <laughs> Your days are numbered, buddy. You got nothing. No one's telling you shit. You don't even know. The day after that game, the Raiders, yes, the Raiders, Monday, put Justin Fargus and Michael Bush on the trading block before the Tuesday deadline. Now, of course, he knows nothing about it. No one has told me anything, his quote was. I haven't heard anything quite like that. Those are two good football players. You're not even in the room, buddy. Those decisions are being made way above your head, pal. Don't even, you know, what are you trying to answer questions? Ask John Herrera what's happening. He knows. Mike Taylor, those two scumbag douchebag motherfuckers, the two scumbags of the Raider organization raise their head once again. And and don't prepare the head coach for any questions. What a bunch of idiots. What an organization run by fools. We will win when I am gone. You can quote me on that one. That was in our forum. We will win when I am gone. You can quote that Al Davis. Tom Cable talks about growing pains of the new quarterback. We have a quarterback that win games, folks. Are we just going to lose every game this year? Is that our intention? Is our intention just to let this guy go out there and fumble and fuddle his way through the rest of the season so we can all just eat it and deal with it? Do we have a quarterback on the roster? Perhaps it might give us a better opportunity. I say give Walter a chance. Shit, give two a chance. At least give him a chance to try to win some football games. If we get ahead in the game, then we can throw Russell in, let him play some more. He is way too green to take this team. He cannot read defenses, A. He does not read his receivers, B. And when he has someone wide open in the end zone, overthrows him by 20 yards. He is not a quarterback at NFL caliber. I don't know what happened to him between LSU and here, but whatever it was, you know, either we fucked him up really good or he's just not the guy. And I'll tell you this any guy that doesn't run the football forward. He's been described, along with people like Montana and Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Rhett Favre, all great quarterbacks that have gone through their first year of diversity. What a cliche. What a bunch of bullshit. I'll tell you, every one of those quarterbacks, everyone I just mentioned that is a champion, got an opportunity to make a single inch forward, they would take that opportunity. Every one of them ran the ball when they didn't have a, a pass to go to or did, they didn't see a receiver. They try to get the ball forward. The, the job of the quarterback is to move that fucking rock down the field, man. Not hold on to it and fumble it so the other team can get it and go back and kick our ass. Jay Russ is not the guy, folks. I'm sorry. For all you guys about the number two, I'm sorry about that too. If you don't agree with me, that's fine. Get on the bone line. Tell me why I'm wrong. There's no reason for him to play. We have some other people that can win fucking games for us. You have no balance. You have no control. You're not the head coach. You're a talking head. I no longer will listen to your horse shit. You're dead to me. You're not the leader of this team for me, this Raider fan. So you can suck my choda, too, and go call a friend about it because you're just another guy that's at the trough, that's getting a paycheck, that'll do anything to keep his job and have a paycheck. I can't believe you had that press conference and had enough—well, I don't even know if it was stupidity or not, but you had no right to say the things you did because they were stupid, making us look stupid, like we're stupid fans. <clears throat> Kicking a field goal with two minutes left in the game on the 50 yard line, a 54 yard kick, 56 yard kick. With two minutes left, Janikowski already missed one, and you're going to give him a chance to do another one. With two minutes left in the game, giving them field position at half, at midfield, with what they were doing to us in the first half. What do you think happened? Of course, they scored. We have the best punter in the NFL, why not pin them back to the nine-yard line, three-yard line, and then make them earn that in that two-minute period instead of giving them those points? Ridiculous. You are not a head coach. Please go back to coaching the line. In my eyes, bad move for the Raiders. All right. That's all I got to say about that. it was a great time the city's great like i said had a ball the greater nation was huge met a lot of cool friends had a lot of old friends were there drinking was great it was great to see um so the fun is still there in the raider nation we will be there raider nation is going to be there no matter what we're going to support this team but i'm just saying this is what's happens where we are folks and until it changes i ain't changing my tune because that's the real tune coming out of alameda Oh, we got something real special right now. We got a post game show on KSFO. Aristotle Atkinson, of course, David Hum, and uh, well, these guys. I called in right after the game because I just I didn't know what to do. I was walking around in this. I was stunned, of course. So I called in. And then they went on their rant because they're all very much into the Kool-Aid. They have, you know, a couple of pictures of it on the table right there before, during, and after the game. But I think the
0: Raiders overall at this juncture are much better than they were a year ago, light years better than two years ago, but it doesn't happen overnight. You don't become a contender
3: in a heartbeat. And uh, and this team has a lot of talent, and it takes time for that talent to come together and and, and grow together and, and play together. I mean, you know, I, like David said, free agency. The teams I played with, we were together for like, oh, eight, nine, ten years, the core of that group. We didn't have guys coming in, you know. We had the same guys who knew the system. Well, you the knew continuity. Continuity, continuity was great. <laughs> exactly. We didn't change
4: 30 or 40% of the team. Exactly.
3: And when you bring guys from other teams, you got to think about something. You bringing guys who are used to a certain system – and they have to adjust, and sometimes that adjustment, that change, is not taken easily. You know, you have to do things different, so you have to get used to a new system. And you bring in eight, nine, ten guys from different teams. Think about that. You got different. You got ten guys from ten different teams.
0: Yeah, Think and, and Ashley right. Lily joined the team. You know, late training camp. Javon Walker was hurt almost all of training camp. Jamarcus Russell had his first training camp, and now everyone's saying, well, you know, find a rhythm, find the, the, the continuity, find the, the precision. It's hard to do. Hey, we've got Raider Greg back from New Orleans, where I'm hoping he just walked out of the game and was cheering on the silver and black. Greg, welcome to KSFO. Rich Walcott, and former Raider greats, George Atkinson and David Hum.
4: Well, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it was a great showing. The Raider Nation came big time. Big crowd. We uh, represented really well. We uh, you know it was disappointing loss for everybody. Uh, they, they're they very hospitable here. Great city, too, to be at. Uh, as far as Jamarcus goes, I can't understand why he doesn't run the ball more, because that just just, it just perplexes me. All those quarterbacks you mentioned that ended up to be real champions all at least ran the ball forward. So I'm really concerned about uh, that on his part. As far as the defense goes, I can't understand why Gabriel Wilson was going after the runner, and we had Thomas Howard following Bush, because it should have been the other way around. Which has been known to come out of the backfield. Anyway, it was a the, the, uh, depressing loss for the nation out here. I appreciate you guys what you show you're doing. Uh, it's really hard on the Raider Nation right now because of uh, what's going on. We just, you know, the Kiffin thing I think is another thing that kind of happened to the team. Kind of, kind of took some steam out not about Tom Camel. It's about the guys uh, building a new trust and things. I don't think you can do
0: that in a week. Hey, that's a good point, Greg, and thank you for the call. And thanks for your support. Nice we call. need the Raider nice. Nation. has
2: got to be everywhere. The
4: Raider Nation represents. Yeah, I don't care what cool. you say. No one travels. No one shows up like this nation.
0: So what do you make of those comments, fellas? You've been around this organization you know, half your life, George Atkinson.
3: Yeah, but like I said, when, I, when we played, we didn't have the turnover that this team had. And think about the teams that Gannon and those had. Those guys were together for a while. It took them a minute to come together. So I, I think the talent is there. I think that the players that the Raiders brought in this year were quality players. I mean, all pro. You, you, you look at uh, Hall. He came from Atlanta as an all pro. You know, D'Angelo. I mean, I, I thought he did a good job of bringing in players to fit certain positions. He, he tried to bring in a cornerback that would complement Asamoah. And I think that will happen. He brought in the safety from the World Championship Giants, Jabril Wilson, who been was a stud. Been a stud. Right. I mean, and I think it takes time, you know, continuity. It has to come together, and it has to come. It's going to come together in its own time. We can't rush it.
4: This, team was, a, this team was in the Super Bowl five years, years ago. ago. Yeah. I mean, there are, are a lot symbol. of teams that have never been to the Super Bowl. It was Al Davis's fifth Super Bowl. So, I mean, it's the thing, well, you know, the game's passed him by. No, it hasn't. Five years ago wasn't that long. We haven't been able to to find a, a coach that we can hang our hat on or a quarterback we can live with.
3: And you know what? Think about this. Teams and players turn a corner. You know what I'm saying? One game, can, you can turn
0: that corner. That's what I wanted to hear. That's what I wanted to hear. So Jamarcus Russell next week against Brett Favre and the Jets. Could turn a corner. It is a Jets defense that is absolutely vulnerable to the deep ball. They don't have great cover corners. They don't have a great pass rush. They play the run pretty well, but you can throw on them. Curious
1: thing to me was the whole. We got good players like D. Hall as a pro, all Pro Bowl. Well, you know, and Jay Walker. They didn't even talk about him. Jovan, I took the money and ran. Walt Walker, where was he? Missing in action. He blows two. And as far as the whole turning the corner thing, George, George, buddy, it ain't going to happen, Pada. Not this year. Not for that kid. No, he's too far behind, brother. Here we go. <laughs> Who's on the trading block? Well, go figure. We have our beautiful dual running backs on the trading block. That's right. Justin Fargus and Michael Bush. And, of course, this was leaked. It was leaked out. Somebody made a leak in the Raiders organization. Well, evidently, it wasn't Kiffin because he ain't there no more. So who are you going to blame now? Who are you going to blame now Mike Taylor, and John Herrera? Where were your crooked-ass douchebag fingers point to who's leaking this shit out, even though we know it's you, John, you asshole? I'll tell you this. This is just a typical day at the office for the Raiders. Putting Bush and Fargus up for trade without talking to them, without advising them that they might go on the trade block, and then denying everything after the case... It's a typical Raider response to some bullshit, and that's how we've been running our team since we've been losing. It's amazing to me that we could go through all this and blame Kiffin for every bad thing about this team and go two weeks after a bye and get annihilated by the Saints. A good team, but we could have put up some points. We should have put up some fight because we didn't do anything on either side of the ball. And there was our coach. Every time there was a play, he'd clap his hands like if in some psychotic measure of it's going to be okay. Like he could cheer our way back into some kind of positive reality or unreality. Crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And Raider fans throughout the fucking country are fucking fed up. And this Fargas Bush trade bullshit is just another in a long list of horse shit that we have been getting from John Herrera and Mike Taylor. Both of course deny the trade, deny the possibility because like the Raiders have been of late, they don't have enough balls, sack or intelligence to approach a player like Fargus who deserves all the respect in the world, who is a consummate raider, a gentleman a sincere, good man who works his asshole off for this team, and they don't have the balls or the dignity to tell him that he's on the trading block. Or Michael Bush, for that matter, either. Just another testament to the fucked up front office in Oakland. And I got to tell you that, and I'm pissed, and you can take it or leave it, but that's the reality, Rated Nation. And I think if you don't like what I'm saying, you can call me up, man. Get on the bone line. You know, don't listen to me, whatever. I'd love to be more positive. I'd love to be more positive. Fuck, I'm looking for something positive. <laughs> Shit. The weather was nice. Can I go there? The, the fans were great. The Raider Nation is fucking awesome. We got great fans, and this organization just doesn't fucking deserve us. Let me go on to another fucking rant, by the way. The Bengals, yes, the Bungles, whatever you want to call them, their team has been flooded with tickets. Their fans are jumping ship like nobody's business. They have an order of 40,000 tickets for sale at any given time. And tickets normally selling for $125 are being sold for $35 and $40. To see a football game in the National Football League for $35 for a $125 seat? Well, I can tell you how frustrated you think those fans are. Yes, they don't have any Super Bowls. They don't have anything really that they can hand their, their hat on. This is an example of an organization that has been mismanaged, just like the Lions. And I'm gonna tell you guys, man, this is a tough economy and people find it hard to put their dollar down to buy a ticket for any team. Now I tell you, the Raider fans are the best fans in sports. Be the last one to leave my team. I'm gonna tell you that right now. The last. If I it won't even happen. And I don't think the Bengals fans are leaving their team either. I think they're making a statement about how they feel about what's happening in Cincinnati. Now, I don't think we should do that here in Oakland. I certainly don't think that not going to games is going to do anything to help the Raiders. I actually don't think that not buying merchandise is going to not help them either. I mean, it's not about hurting my team. I don't want to hurt. The Raiders. How do you get through to an organization that can't hear the roar of their fans? How come the Raiders cannot hear the roar of their fans calling for some type of stability on this team? I just don't understand it. I don't understand how (laughs) anybody with half a brain... Couldn't see that, because evidently we're the only ones with a brain out here, Raider Nation, because we see it, and we talk about it, and we know it, but it just ain't making it up to Mr. Davis because of those two scumbags I talk about all the time. Mike Taylor, John Herrera, I hope you're listening. Fuck you if you are. So that's all I'm going to say about that, because... uh, I just couldn't even believe the kick in the teeth that was the next morning after getting up after the Saints game, being in total shock, being in total stunned shock like the rest of the nation was, having nothing to say but like what happened. And then to read that in CBS Sports, I just don't get it. I don't know why they're trying to destroy this team it just seems like why would you get rid of two of your best running backs i don't understand it doesn't make any sense but what does really make sense in alameda let's go on to the next story the jets pregame All right, Raider Nation, Eric Mangini's Jets are primed. I'm telling you, they're primed for the AFC East Championship. They could beat the Patriots. They could take that division. It's between them and the Patriots actually to take. So they're not a team to be messed with. They're 3-2 and two right now, and I feel bad for Tom in New York Raider because he's going to be right in the middle of it all. But they'll be over there. They'll be watching it on TV. I sure hope we can make a showing for you, Tommy. You know what I'm saying. They got the third best rushing defense in the NFL at this point. And Favre, last time he saw us, he got five TDs. Now, I'm going to tell you the key to the game once again, just like in the Saints game, is our pass. Our passing game has got to be better for us to win a football game. That does not mean you abandon the run. That means you have a balanced offense. That means if you can run the ball, you do. And if you can't, then you're going to have to make those passes. But let's make them short, sweet passes. Let's make them passes that this kid can maybe make. And if he can't make them, how about giving him the note that's tattooed on his forehead and his arm that says, Run, Forrest, run! <laughs> Cause he's got to run that rock, man. He's got to get that rock down the fucking road. I'm not kidding. The Jets beat the Cardinals, and that's a lot to say. And they have Vernon Goldston on their side, and I'm telling you, he has nothing to mess around with. He'll come around that end and put a hurtin' on Jamarcus. But here's the one thing about the Jets' pregame I want you to hear the most of all, Raider Nation. This is the stuff... That just, you know what? It gets to me, man. I got to tell you, it gets to me. But anyway, they're looking forward to coming to Oakland because the game is going to be fun because the fans are fun when we go there. That's a quote, folks. We're fun. We're fun to go and see. We're not afraid to go to Oakland because we'll beat the team. And geez, look at the... The other thing we get to do, we get to see the fans. That's fun. We'll go have some fun, see the fans, beat the team, and go home. That's what they're thinking. Well, I'm thinking that that's a bunch of bullshit, and I'm thinking that if this team has anything left at all, as far as pride, as far as locker room dignity, and if Tom Cable, the caveman, gets it together, or at least can rally these guys somehow. I don't know how the cheerleader's going to do it. I just don't know how he's going to do it. He certainly isn't going to do, do it by saying things like, they are who we are. "we They are who we are. We are who we are. They were who they were. What the fuck does that mean? What the fuck does... We are who we are means that mean, well, I know I am who I am, but are you, does that mean I am really not who I am and I should be somebody else or explain that to me, Tom, explain to me the whole, I am who I am thing as it goes and, and has to do with me playing football because your explanation on your press conference was a joke, dude, Tom, the caveman, you got to believe it, man. I'm telling you right now. So they have an opportunity to make it happen this week. Let's just hope it happens. We're going to be there in all our glory, watching the Raiders, cheering the team on, hoping we can beat these guys and make a statement here that, yes, the Raiders can play and beat good teams. I would love to see that. But we're not going to do it with Jay Russ, and they're not going to figure that out in this game. I'm going to tell you right now that they don't pull his ass if he throws like two picks or three bad passes in this game. They should pull him and put Tui in or put Walter in. Hey, how about a victory? You know, you got to have some victory. You can't just use the entire season to teach this one guy who's not learning. I mean, he's not getting any better, folks. Put him on the bench. Make him think about it. It does a lot of good for a lot of people but to just leave him out there and get pummeled, intercepted, shitty passes and make him responsible for the loss, yeah, you're really helping this guy out big time. He needs to be pulled along a lot slower than he is because he ain't doing it, man. He we need to have somebody out there that could do it. And if we don't change QBs, I'm gonna tell you right now. We got to run the ball, or run it hard. I don't care if they're third best rushing team. We got to keep pounding it, keep pounding it. Keep pounding it until we start to make some cracks in the wall, and we can do it. We shall see what Tom the Cable Guy or Fred Flintstone or the Caveman uh, does because that's going to show a lot to the nation, how the rest of our year is going to be. So let's just go there, cheer on the Raiders, hope we beat the shit out of them Jets, and just make it happen. Should be a great tailgate. We're going to have some fun. Uh we're not going to do our regular tailgate this game. We're going to change it up. We're going to go to Kingford's Kirk's tailgate, man. It's the bomb. It's 20 bucks all you can eat, the bomb. You got to go there and check it out. John Vella's there. We got a lot of old Raiders players that show up there. Uh we got Raider Jerry, Gorilla Rilla's going to be hanging out. So that's where we're going to be partying. Randy'll put up a uh a map of where the new tailgate's going to be because we're going to move everything on over there and make it happen on that on that tailgate cuz they got it going on and it's a lot easier for us to do our show. So check that out and we will be doing it from there. So let's get right down to the next order of business, the bone line. Let's hear what you guys got to say, because you got a lot to say, and I'm sure you do. And if you're frustrated and you don't have a lot to say, man, get on that phone and just rip it out. Cry your eyes out, whatever you got to do, man. But get her done. Get on that bone line, man. Come on, nation. I know it's hard, but we got to hang in there, man. We got to hang. Got to hang, but know the truth. Okay, who we got on the bone line? We got Archangel. Archangel's on the line. What do you got to say, man? Archangel from Stone Mountain, Georgia. I like this guy.
5: Yeah, this is Archangel calling here from Stone Mountain, Georgia, outside Atlanta, GA. Well, looks like the Raiders have done it again. They've lost another one for us, Raiders fans. Jamarcus, his accuracy is straight-up crap. Wide receivers. They are trash. I hope they get them a nice, good quality wide receiver before the trade deadline is up on Tuesday. The defense, I kind of understand what they thought of, uh, their way of thinking is. They go ahead and they play hard and stop these teams, and then our offense go right back out there and can't move the ball whatsoever, keeping them out on the field all day long. But then also on the defense, those guys are bad because it looks like they've been playing that split-up BS zone again because wide receivers was running all over the field wide open and I just do not get it. They should have somebody playing man to man. I mean, what are those corners out there for if we just play zone for? I don't understand it. Well anyway, maybe uh next week we can finally get us a win. Maybe not. Not looking too good. It appears you're gonna get us another half high draft choice for the next uh draft and hopefully we'll be getting us a real good, decent uh, wide receiver coming out of the college ranks. Anyway, Raider fans, hang in there, because I'm damn sure going to try. Peace.
1: Well, Archangel, let me tell you, (laughs) Russell is accuracy, is crap. We don't have wide receivers, but we have good enough ones. If we had a decent quarterback, I think we could do a lot better. A lot better. We need a quarterback the wide receiver's will prove to be who they are if we had a good quarterback. I think you're correct about the zone. We all know that. And as far as the playing hard all day and the offense not doing it, we're not the only ones to see that. The defense does see it. And you know what? What are you going to do? What are you? How are you going to tell these guys to play their heart off when they know they're going to get their ass handed to them every game and be out there for 35, 45 minutes uh, as their offensive guys don't get on the field long enough to even get warmed up? So I feel you, brother. I feel you. I I agree. (laughs) And we're going to get a high draft choice. (laughs) Keep calling, man. Okay, who we got next? Oh, we got my partner, C-Money. C-Money, C-Money. Man, you are one passionate dude. Go for it, brother.
6: Raider Nation Podcast, what's up? Brother Greg, brother Randy, brother Rick. This is C-Money. I got to make this short and sweet because I'm fucking flipping my wig out here on the East Coast, man. I got a fucking, I got a real bone, man. Listen, you know, I've seen it coming a mile of fucking way, fellas. My very first show on the podcast, I said, if we started Jamarcus Russell, and this was before preseason even started, if we start Jamarcus Russell on Monday night against Denver, we're going to fucking lose. I had said that. I said, Dante Culpepper should be our starting quarterback and we should bring this guy along slowly. Let him fucking be tooted by Dante. Let him learn the fucking rules and the regulations of the game. We're kicking ourselves in the fucking ass because we didn't fucking sign that unrestricted free agent, Dante Culpepper. Now we're sucking fucking win. This guy fucking sucks. I don't care what anybody says, Jamarcus Russell, as long as he's our starting quarterback, we are not going to fucking win football games with this fucking guy. Say what you want. This is his first year, this, that, and the other. It's all bullshit. Matt Ryan's first year in the league, he's fucking blowing shit up up in Atlanta. He's fucking killing everybody, and you can't use that as an excuse. Jamarcus Russell's been in the league over a year now. Sure, he's only had a few games to stop, but there's no fucking excuse. This guy, number one draft pick, fucking LSU, national champs, all this bullshit, dude. Held out on fucking training camp. Didn't want to sign the fucking initial $31 million that they wanted to give him. This cocksucker fucking went through all this bullshit. And now he can't even win those fucking football games. He throws passes, they fucking hit the ground, they're so fucking low. When our receivers are open, he fucking overthrows them. He can't even fucking, he has poor vision. His accuracy fucking sucks. He has poor field vision. He doesn't see the field at all. He has poor fucking accuracy. He's not accurate with his passes. He is, I'm going to tell you something. Unless he can prove me otherwise wrong, Jamarcus Russell fucking sucks. Unless we fucking get another, we were better off with Andrew Walter this week in New Orleans. Andrew Walter would at least drove us down the field, got us in the red zone, we would have scored touchdowns with Anthony Walter. What the fuck is this guy doing for us? This guy isn't doing a fucking thing for us. This guy is making us look fucking worse than what the fuck we are. And I'm going to tell you something. Lane Kiffin probably fucking knew what he was talking about when fucking Al Davis called him out in the press conference. Al Davis said that we can't win, that Lane Kiffin said that we couldn't win with this guy if we draft him. Hey, maybe Lane knew something we didn't know, Raider Nation. Maybe he'd seen something we didn't see, Raider Nation. But guess what? I fucking seen it. I've seen it way back before preseason started on show 190-something. I called and I said, if this motherfucker starts on Monday night, we're going to lose because he is not fucking that good. He needs to be tutored, He needs to be brought along slowly. They threw him right in the fucking system, and he sucks. But look at Matt Ryan. Atlanta was a worse team than fucking we were last year. Shitty fucking. We even, we even took their fucking quarterback from them. And we still fucking, and we're not doing shit. So there's no excuse for this fucking guy. As long as he's our fucking quarterback starting in games, we are not going to win fucking games. He is not that good on the professional level. That was college. That was college. Now he's with the big boys. You know what I'm saying? He can't get it done in in the big leagues. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, the Raider Nation, I feel for you guys. I know you went down to New Orleans and shit, man, and I feel for you brothers, man, because I just feel for you. And all the people who pay for tickets and go to the, you know, season, They buy season tickets, season ticket holders, and them brothers in the black in the black hole man that get all done up and their makeup and everything, bro. I feel for you brothers, man, paying the thirty five dollars a pop for parking, all that shit. I'm just a I'm just a fan who fucking watches it on TV, fucking, you know. I I pay for the NFL Sunday ticket, but shit, you guys pay big fucking money and you guys are getting real roaded And I really feel for you brothers, man, because it's like uh, Raider Raider Greg said, you know, how about the guys that fly hundreds of miles? hundreds and thousands of miles, and spend their last dollar on shit, and look what the fuck we're getting in return, dog. We're not getting shit in return. We're getting slapped. We're getting fucking humiliated, man, and, and, and all because of what? All because of what? Because this guy can't fucking throw a football because this guy can't fucking score in the red zone because this guy can't direct the team down the field and put us in position to fucking score points. Man, hey, listen, until he can prove me otherwise, with, I'm going to tell you something, and this is the last time you're going to hear it. If we have Jamarcus Russell, as starting quarterback, we are not going to fucking win football games. Point fucking blank. You heard it. Just the last time. Throw Andrew Walter in there, we'll have a better chance. Raider Nation, I'm out. C-Money, I love you all, man. I'm still a Raider, win, lose, or time. I'm a Raider till I die. Peace out, people.
1: Well, C-Money, I know Culpepper. Um, nobody else picked him up. I I wouldn't mind having him or even Walter. Somebody else better. But Jay Russ, man, he ain't ready for this game. He can't see downfield. He doesn't throw right. He's going to have to sit on the bench for a long time. And you know what? When Lane Kiffin said he wasn't the guy, maybe he wasn't the guy. He wasn't my choice for the guy. But uh, I told that everybody on this show. So, But we got him, so that's who we got. Now, Matt Ryan did do a lot better, and that's his first year in Atlanta. where They had sucked. So you got great point, man. Jay Russ, all this and all that. I'm telling you, I feel the same way, but we got to give this guy a chance. We better put, um, if we want to win games, uh, we're going to have to put Walter or Tui in. That's all there is to it, man. Thanks for calling, brother. Good take. Who we got coming up next? It's the Clutch
4: in New York. Yeah, this is Clutch
7: in New York. It's funny how... Uh... They get on Ed Hockley's case of blowing those calls in Denver and the other one in New Orleans. When they fuck over the Raiders for the last 30 years, it's just business as usual. So what are they bitching about? This is clutch.
3: I'm out.
1: Yeah, that's right, man. Ed Cockley has screwed us so many times. Every time I see him on the field when he officiates a game of ours, I know You can count on three holding penalties on that day alone. That's for sure, let alone some tuck and bullshit rule. And, of course, you know, they've been screwing the Raider fans for years. And, of course, now that everybody else gets a little bit poisoned, he's got to go. Yep, you're right, brother. Same old story. Who we got next?
8: Heidelberg Raider. This is the Heidelberg Raider calling in once again. I just heard your recent podcast, and I agree with uh, Raider Tony. I hope that's his name. I think that's his name. I'm really bad with names, so if it's not, my bad, bro. But um, if the fans can buy the team, I just want to let him know that I'm totally down. So I just want to throw that up there. And um, I still think Rob Ryan is a douche. Granted, he wants to do his job or whatever, but... I still think he is part of Kiffin's firing. But, like I said before, I'm still cheering for the silver and black. We're going to stomp the New Orleans Aints. We're going to crash land the Jets. And we're going to beat the Ravens until they are never more. Mark my words, man. We got them. Peace.
1: Well, it would cost way too much for everybody to buy the team. And for one and two, Al Davis wouldn't sell it to us. You know what? And I know you wanted to stomp the Saints and crash the Jets, but the Saints put a beat down on us big time. And Ryan, I don't know if he's a douchebag or the defense is just tired of playing so hard and the offense just not doing their job. I think that's probably more the case. And I think until our offense gets moving, our defense is going to sit back. And unfortunately, the reality is that. So thanks for calling Heidelberg. Who's next on the line? Oh, <laughs> call out, call out the counselor, Juan Jorge. Man, I know you're bummed. Well, let us hear what you got to say, Padna.
9: This is fucking unbelievable. This is fucking disgusting. Where, where have we fucking become to? Well, what is Al Davis thinking by firing Lane Kiffin? Obviously, it's not helping. Obviously, his raid is on coming back. This is bullshit. What the fuck? Rob Wright is the one that needs to be fired. Blown coverages, failure of blitzes, uh, failure to get the quarterback, missed tackles. Uh, what the fuck, dude? We can't keep playing like this. With this is this just... this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing, and I wonder how many points we'll get beat by by the Jets because this is fucking incredible. We this is ridiculous. Unfucking believable I'm sorry you guys had to pay so much money to go see us get our asses raped. Uh, This is bullshit.
1: Well, everything you say is true, man, but you know what? Relax. It's football. Life and death's happening out there all over the world, and, you know, we can get bummed and pissed and all this stuff, but people getting sick, people getting killed in cars, there's all kinds of stuff going down that's way more important and way more of a reason to get flipped out. And let me tell you, no reason to get that bummed. Just realize you got a good life and move on. Cause it's just football. Even though we love this team, it's hard to see. And I know it's hard to see, but you know, we gotta do it. We're Raider Nation. What could I say? <laughs> Thanks for the call. Who we got now? We got the Leach.
9: Yo, Raider Greg. This is Leech. Um, I just wondering if you could help a brother out. Are we in, like, some kind of alternate dimension or some shit? 17-10. Dolphins over the Chargers. LT gets 50 yards.
0: What kind of shit is that? What did they do? Oh,
9: never mind. Just, oh, my God. This is, like, a nightmare. Anyway. What's done is done. Hopefully we can move forward with a new coach, and hopefully this time Rob Ryan will actually listen to someone other than Al Davis. Or... Whatever weird, I don't know, ghosts or some shit he's listening to because he's got to get his head out of wherever it's stuck and actually start playing the game. Football for three quarters. That's just a joke. Anyway, catch everyone later. Have a good weekend. This is The Leech out.
1: Leech. Rob Ryan is lost. He can't convince his defense to play hard enough because the offense strictly. Fucking blows, and as a defensive man, I'd have to tell you, man, how are you gonna get all pumped up when you know you're gonna spend your day out there working your ass off, when the offense just goes on the field and has a, a Gatorade? That's some bullshit. That's the way it is. Okay, who's next? Lou Dog. Lou Dog. What you gotta say, brother?
9: Hey, what's up, Raider Greg? This is Lou Dog. Uh, you know what, you're right, man. I have more to talk about than just um, our loss to the Chargers. You know what, that happened on Sunday. I'm over it. Uh, looking forward to the next game. Uh, but as of uh, the last couple of days, the firing of Lane Kiffin and the promotion of uh, Tom Cable, you know what, it sucks, man. That just goes to show what the organization's all about. Like you said it before, and you said it plenty of times, it's some bullshit. Anyways, man, I I, I think I'm about done uh, defending Mr. Al Davis. Yeah, I've done it plenty of times before, but that's it. I'm done. No more defending that fool. Our uh, beloved Raiders aren't going to do shit with that guy around. Um, as for... Everything else, man. You pretty much say how it is. yeah. Every every concern that a Raider, a Raider fan fan might have, um, you pretty much put it out there. Uh, listen to your podcast at least once a week, man. At least once a week. Um, you and Randy are doing a great job, and I will never, never stop being a Raiders fan. I have friends and family members talking shit. That's alright, though. I'll let them keep talking. I'll just tell them the same thing I always said right now. I'll never stop being a Raiders fan, no matter what. Um, once again, you guys are doing a wonderful job, bro. I listen every every week, and I post my comments on the forum. so keep up the good work. Um... And let's just hope things get better, man. Take it easy.
1: Well, yeah. (laughs) I know you're done with Al Davis. You know, I'm way done with Al Davis and his cronies. I think it's more those two idiots they talk about, Mike Taylor and John Herrera. Those two idiots are driving this team into the doggone toilet. And I appreciate your support, man. We do appreciate your support, Lou Dog. Stay in here. Hang in there. You know you're Raider Nation. Just like you said, you will never stop being a Raider fan. You'll never stop being Raider Nation. I want to put an exclamation point at the end of this show on that very point right there, my brother. Okay, who we got next? Mike, the Desert Raider. <laughs>
10: What's up? This is uh, Mike Desert Raider out here in Arizona. Just wanted to chime in before the game tomorrow, and uh, also uh, just wanted to comment on your rant from this last podcast. And uh, um, I basically agree with everything you said, but at the same time, I thought you were way too easy on Kiffin, and you didn't give uh, Cable enough props. That turnaround, heading in the right direction last year, does not happen without Cable. And uh, Kiffin, you know, there's, uh, you know, if there's any truth to the rumors that he was looking at college jobs while working for the Raiders, then you already know that's a death sentence right there. And, you know, it's just too bad that Al's Eagle is as big as a freaking stadium and couldn't overlook uh, some of the things that happened this year. Uh, you know, was was uh, Kevin trying to get fired? Was he trying to push Al's buttons? Maybe. But I think when he left, he, uh, you know, there was something at the end he did not want to leave. He saw something here. If he did want to leave, he didn't want to leave. You know when it was all said and done, he wanted to stay, and just freaking Al just uh just too prideful, man that's a shit, and that's a shame, but at the same time al uh Kiffin did a lot of screwing up man he's basically fucked up these last three games, and uh just bad coaching and having said that, here's a silver lining uh nap has uh playoff experience at play calling he's been play calling at the pro level, I expect to see more I actually expect to see better game scheming and uh. So, uh, you know, that's the bright side, here's the, bo- here's the downside, here's here's the dark hole that we go into, God forbid. If things turn out the way they are now, at the end of the year, if it's the same thing and we're in the same place, then not only are we not going to get any coach that's want to come here, the good players that we have will want to leave, and good players out there will not want to come here, and it'll be a bad thing for a long time, so just better hope that uh, this turns around right now, and that uh, by the end of the year, man, they got this thing really going the right way and on a winning note. Otherwise, man, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. And uh, so I'm just crossing my fingers, man. It all starts tomorrow, man. It's a cable era. Uh, you know what? I hope. Hopefully, he'll do a great job this year, and then I'd like to see him continue on as head coach, as opposed to grabbing some bottom feeder from that's out there, another no name. At least Kiffin's in the, uh, Cable's in the system. We know him. He Got rapport with the players, and it won't break up the continuity of what we have going. But if they start bringing in new coaches and this and that all over again, man, it's just going to suck. So freaking here's to tomorrow, man. I hope they do it up, and uh, need to finish 500, man. All right, go Raiders.
1: Okay, you thought I was easy on Kiffin, and um, you think that I wasn't giving Cable his his just desserts? Well, okay. Well, I'll tell you what it is. I was easy on Kiffin because he's a young coach, 33 years old, his first NFL experience. He brought Cable in along with Knapp. Um, Those were his choices, trust me. Uh, Those weren't Al's choices. He made that part of the team up. Uh, He worked together with Mr. Davis on this whole thing. So I'll tell you right now, man, since you haven't (laughs) – since I don't think we played the Saints before your comment, I think you're going to be changing your story. Uh, They played hard for Kiffin. It showed in each and every game. Uh, The caveman here ain't got it, Padna. And as far as him going and making bad calls, I agree with that too. But the team loved him, man. The team loved him. And they want to play for him. And it showed every game. Knapp sucks, man. He sucked when he was in the Falcons, and he sucked when he was at the 49ers. And I'll tell you, Archangel will tell you everything about Greg Knapp. Archangel, call in and let us know what Greg Knapp was like over there in Atlanta for the Falcons, if you can, my brother. I appreciate you educating everybody here. But, man, the caveman is not the answer. Nope. Nope. Tom the Cable Guy is not the guy for the job. Was seen that in this latest press conference. I can't even believe it. I'm embarrassed. Okay, we got Raider D coming up.
11: Raider Greg, this is Raider D, and I got a bone to pick. I'm listening to Warren Sapp run his mouth on Inside the NFL now on Showtime. And the guy's just a big fucking hater, man. Dude got paid from Al Davis for three years, four years, healthy. Dude's fat as fuck, been eating, been drinking, and the next thing he does, right when he's done, gets on TV and starts running his mouth about the Raider Nation and fucking how dysfunctional it is and Al Davis calling down plays from the booth. Man, if Al Davis wants to call down a play from the booth, let him call down a play. He owns a goddamn team. I'm tired of Warren Sapp running his mouth. I'm tired of ESPN hating on us. I just watched the Sea of Hands when the Oakland Raiders actually were a statement of excellence and they fucking won against Miami Dolphins, and we need to get back to that. We are committed to excellence. We want to just fucking win. Lane Kiffin is gone. Let's look forward, take Tom Cable, and take a run at this thing, man. Punch Reggie Bush in the mouth come when we come down to the New Orleans Saints, man, hit that motherfucker like a hurricane, blow that roof off that place, and come back to to Oakland. And fucking blow out the Jets. Play some defense against Brett Favre and get some fucking interceptions. That's all I got to say, Raider Greg. Just Raider D and I'm out. Peace.
1: Well, Raider D, Warren Sapp did pop off, man, and he didn't pull any punches because, you know, he doesn't. And he was uh, telling you what he thought about the organization, man. And are you going to defend that? I know Al can call down and make any play he wants, And there was a time when that would have been a smart thing to do. But I just don't think that time is now. I don't think that this is the NFL and this is not a a league like the mom and pops leagues of the past. You know, we got a whole different program here. You can't just call a play in because the playbooks are 10 times thicker than they were when Mr. Davis was coaching this game. And I don't care what you say. I'll tell you right now, he's not as sharp as he used to be. I'll stand by that 100%. And he's not where he used to be. I don't know who's telling him he should be doing that, and I don't really know if that was the case. I don't know if Mr. Davis does call down and change plays. I would doubt that. I think he has a philosophy, though, and you better follow it. But Tom the Cable Guy is not the guy. We were blown out by the Saints, and all Tom could do was tell us how well Jamarcus Russell is coming along in the system. That's some straight-up bullshit. Who we got now? to Dave from Orange County. (laughs)
9: Hey, what's up? This is Raider Dave from Orange County, long-time Raider fan, long-time listener, first-time caller. I just want to say that, uh, you know, it was good and bad. We got go Kiffin 'cause Kiffin because he was a good motivator. Saw the speeches in the locker room on the Raider report, and it was good. Got got the players playing uh, faster and harder, but he sucked at play calling. Point Blake only threw... Three passes in the second half that lost to Buffalo a couple weeks ago. So in mean, that aspect, yeah, he sucked. I don't know what he was thinking. That he's still in college. That uh, you know that we did, the other teams couldn't see the film or what the fuck. I don't know. Anyways, I'm out and that's my take. Go Raiders.
1: Well, it's a great take on Kiffin, and I agree with you. We have to understand too. He's thirty-three years old. He's a young coach. He was learning. He's learning along with the team. I think he did motivate the team very well, like you said. His play calling—I got to put some of that on him because he's the coach. But also, I got to put some of that on Craig Knapp. Now, Greg, take a nap. His play scheme was shown very (laughs) easily and clearly uh, against the Saints, which uh, did exactly what it did—thirty-four to three, I think it was. So. Uh, I don't think it was all Kiffin. I think it was Greg Knapp too, and maybe they made a bad choice as offensive coordinator. I kind of think so. Uh, but we could have fixed that too. Uh, but it's over. We can't talk about Kiffin because it's a you know it's a dead horse. Let's move on because he's not coming back. Uh, we're gonna have to find someone who's gonna coach his team, and that for sure will be an issue. So who is up next here on the bone line? We got Rayda Dave from Washington. Rayda Dave, let me hear what you got to say.
7: <laughs> hey, Greg or Randy. This is Rayda Dave in Washington. Uh, just listened to the last podcast, and I got to say, you're absolutely right about what's going on in the front office. I mean, this is just totally pathetic. Um, we have a team that looks like they could be very, very good, especially the defense. If they remove the shackles from them, they could be as good as maybe the 2,000 Ravens or the 85 Bears. I mean, come on. The uh, Ravens went to the Super Bowl with Trent freaking Dilfer, at quarterback. Trent Dilfer, he didn't take him to the Super Bowl. Ray Lewis took him to the Super Bowl. We got players of that caliber on our, our defense. If they take the shackles off and let them play a whole goddamn game With uh, putting pressure on the quarterback in mind, we're going to win a lot of games. Come on, Rob Ryan. Take them damn shackles off and let them play the whole fucking game. I'm out. Hey, this is Ray to Dave in Washington. I just got through watching that game, and I would just like to say thank you to Al Davis for fucking up my team. Looks like the team sure has bought into Tom Cable's winning ways that he displayed in Idaho. They had about as much heart as they did when Archill was in town. They haven't bought into anything. They ran the wrong guy out of town. Rob Ryan should have been on the first plane out. How long will Al Davis carry on this love affair with Rob Ryan? Get that motherfucker out of there. I'm out.
1: Well, his first take, of course, is good because uh, the D is good, but they're not going to play unless the offense does something, because like I said, they'll be out there all day. This happened before. It's not the first team that these guys have been on that does the same thing. If your offense doesn't move the ball, you're out there all day working your ass off, getting hurt, whatever, and nothing happens. You don't get a victory. So forget that. I just see that that's happening and continue to happen until the offense starts to move the ball. Al Davis, what are you going to say, man? You did send the wrong guy out of town. It should have been Rob Ryan. As soon as the head coach asked for his head way back when, they should have sent his ass packing, and they should have kept Kiffin and let him try to build this team. At least we were going in the right direction. It was going in the right direction. you got to agree with me on that, folks. Okay, where are we going next? Who's next? We got Rated Joe. Rated Joe's in the house.
12: What up, Raider Greg? It is again Raider Joe in Columbus, Ohio, via San Diego. Calling because I've been in the basement, I've been plotting, I've been thinking, I've been holding on, trying to figure out what the F is going on with my team. Kiffin's finally out. I don't know how I feel about that. That press conference was unreal. Uh, Al is apparently not taking shit from anybody, uh, which he never really has. But, you know, I, at first I was a little bitter about the whole kissing situation, but I don't know, from talking to people who talk to people who know some people, it sounds like kissing was doing some pretty underhanded shit. And, uh, maybe it was time for him to go But that was the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do, and I don't know if Al can correct the ship. But we need something done. We need something to bring this team back to where it deserves to be. We need Rob Ryan to learn how to run a fucking defense. We need uh, our players to play, our coaches to coach, our owner to own. And we need to come together. We don't need this dissension. We don't need guys like Warren Sapp going on inside the NFL and just bashing the shit out of the Raiders. Uh, But we also don't need to sign dudes like Javon Walker and D'Angelo Hall to huge contracts. Marshmallow Hall and Champagne Walker are god-awful. Javon Walker's never been good in my mind, Uh, and that was a horrible signing. I'd rather actually get rid of D'Angelo Hall as well, put Tyvon Branch in there and let him try it, Uh, because we have a talented team. We showed it the last two weeks. We should have beat Buffalo. We should have beat San Diego. We should be 3-1. and one. Instead, we're 1-3 and, and still a laughing stock of the league, and I can't take it anymore. So I'm ready this week. Got to buy. Got to figure our shit out. We got New Orleans. That's not going to be fun. That team is looking to chuck the ball all over the field. And if Rob Ryan's going to drop into some cover two and play zone, we're going to get picked apart all day. Uh, Tom Cable, you know, I don't, I don't fucking know. I pray to God he can do something, but I'm going to hang in there. We're going to hang in there. This thing's going to eventually get fixed, <clears throat> and and uh, I pray to God because I can't take much more of this. All right, Raider Greg,
1: it's been good, man. Keep it real. Well, you know, Raider Joe, let me tell you this. Even if, K- K- if Kiffin was doing something underhanded, it was because he was forced to, man. The guy is a class act. Look at him. Look at how he's every conference, everything he's ever said. I've spoken to him face to face. I've looked in his eyes. This is just not a guy that is uh, a devious kind of dude. It's just not in him. And the team bought into him 100%. Of course, that press conference was crazy. It looked crazy because it was crazy. Okay. And as far as the Raiders, you know, being. You know all this bad news and crap like that. They bring it on themselves. They don't come out with intelligent press conferences at times of panic when there's rumors, innuendo. That the organization doesn't come out and say things like to settle the or the nation. We're looking for coaches. We're at the last week of the last possibility of getting a coach. No word from the organization. Shit like that causes everybody, especially fans, to be flipped out. As far as Marshmallow Hall and (laughs) Javon Walker are concerned, waste of millions of dollars. We're one in four now, Padna. We're one in four. We got beat by the Saints in a bad way. I know you're feeling it. I'm feeling it because I was there and I witnessed it. But don't give up, man. Things will change. When I've done this podcast, you'll see exactly my plan. Who we got next. We got Raider Noid from Oregon.
7: Raider Greg, Raider Noid up in Oregon. Dude, what is going on? There's no podcast. I've been refreshing my podcast and covering it, and there's no new ones on there. So I hope this is just a temporary thing. Like Al Davis still taking in good oxygen that a decent human being should be using. If I ever see that guy up in Oregon, I swear I'll kick that walker right out from underneath of him. Rock and roll and Raider Nation lives.
1: Well, Raider Noid, I'm right here, partner. I'm just doing a show right now because last week, really, after that whole incident with Kiffin, that whole deal, I just took a lot out of my ass. And so did this game. Um, So there you go. And what else can I say? It's probably there right now for you. You're probably feeling the same way, but there you go. Here's the podcast. Take it or leave it. It's what's happening. And it's all my opinion now. You know that. So I got to roll with what I feel. So who's next on the bone line? Raider Quincy. That's right. What do you got to say, partner? What's up, Raider Greg? What
7: up, Raider Nation? Raider Quincy out here in the Chicago chapter of the Raider Nation. This is depressing, man. This hurts bad. Thanks, Al, for fucking us. Kiffin had a heart. This guy doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Jamarcus, dude, we're all behind you, man. Curry, fuck off, dude. Try to catch a fucking ball. You've been scrubbing all year. Need to
10: get some receivers for this quarterback.
8: He's got a lot of talent. McFadden's a stud. Our defense looks like garbage. D'Angelo Hall, you're a pussy. Fuck you.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Al. I know. Thanks, Al, a lot. And Jay Russ, don't get me wrong, man. He could be good, but he blows. He sucks balls because he doesn't know. He he looks right at the receiver he's going to throw. He doesn't look off anybody. You know, I just – he's just – He's pedestrian. He doesn't have any of the skills yet. It's gonna take him forever, and we don't have that much time. We gotta let him sit on the bench, partner. As far as Curry, put another quarterback in there, like Walter. Curry'll be making catches left and right. You got to get the ball in the right place to catch it. So don't. I understand that guys get him in their hands, but they're too hot. He doesn't have the touch. I'm telling you, it's Russell. <laughs> it's Russell. Watch the tape. You'll see. Okay, who's next? Raul Oliveros. Got a great take, brother. Let me hear it.
9: What's up, Raider Nation podcast forum section? This is Raul Oliveros. And the game is over. And I think we had something handed to us. And I think they made him into angel beads and stuck him up our ass. Raiders got their asses kicked. I think what we need to do is fire Lane Kiffin. I'm sick and tired of his ass. We need to get a new coach. Oh, shit. That already happened. I think we fired the wrong motherfucker. Straight out. Because Lane Kiffin wasn't coaching that defense. That's all I got to say, Raider Nation. Hang tight. Get your heads up. It's up five. Raul
1: Oliveros, out. That was good, man. You know what? (laughs) Everything you say (laughs) is right on the money. And that was funny about firing Kiffin. That was funny shit, dude. (laughs) Great take, good delivery, awesome. Thanks for coming in, brother. You know, you're always welcome here. So who is next? We have Virginia Rada. On the line. Okay, Virginia Rader, let's hear it.
9: Greg, Randy, Virginia Rader, uh, just a couple questions. Wondering how you think the boys will respond from the bye week, uh, having a week off, and everything going on with Kiff and whatnot, and uh, how has everything been going with with. Cable uh, hadn't really heard much of being over on the East Coast, but uh, I don't know how the boys are responding. Are taking a liking to him? I know he was well liked in the locker room, but uh, it's a different different thing now. Not O line coach, but offensive co- uh, head coach. So uh, I just wondered what every, how everything was going out there in uh, Alameda. So
1: uh,
9: love the show, guys. Peace.
1: Well, Podna, Tom Cable's not the answer. As far as the Saints game, I knew it was going to be a tough game. Uh, I didn't want to say anything. The whole Raider Nation knew that it was going to be a tough place to play, and they were out for blood, and they're a good team. So they don't mess around, and they showed by putting that shellacking of 34-3 to on us, and uh, it was ugly. So that's kind of what I think's happening. Know that there's no buy-in to Cable. The caveman is not the answer. He is not the spirit of this team. He does not rule anything. He has no authority. He is the cheerleader, the 300 pound caveman cheerleader of the Oakland Raiders. Okay, so listen here. Listen, I want you guys to all hear this very carefully from me. We are fucked up from the top bump all, all the way down. We have a great team. If we had someone with chemistry and pizzazz that could put the spirit into this team like Parcells or someone of that nature, even Holmgren, who I cannot fucking stand, would do a better job with this organization than the way it's run currently. I know it's painful, man. It's getting more painful. And the whole Raider Nation, I'm telling you, I talked to a lot of people, are flipped out. But listen here. It can only get better. It's bad. It's been bad. It was bad in the 60s, and people was it was a joke to be a Raider fan. Well, guess what? Evidently, it's our turn. So we're going to have to suck it up, wear our colors, be loud and proud, go to the games, buy the shit, do the stuff, because it's our team. You can't not be a Raider fan. As much as you want to turn away from it, it doesn't wash off. You can't cut it off. You can't peel it off. It's just not going to go away. So as much as you're upset, depressed, whatever emotion you happen to be riding at the moment, you have to understand one thing. It will get better. I can't tell how. I thought we were on the right track. But we'll keep our eye on it. We will keep pushing until we see the light. Because that light at the end of the tunnel has been snuffed out by a cave-in. But we'll just have to keep digging until we get that light again. That's just the way it is for us, the fans. I was talking about you. These millionaires, trust me, are not like the old Raiders of old. They don't party in the local bars. They don't go down and you don't see them in the movie theater. You don't see them down at the local church. You just don't because they're multimillionaires and they don't have the time for the fans. They'll deal with us sometimes at the hotel, sometimes at the facility. They'll recognize us and give us a wave or a hi or maybe a short interview, but they're not the fans. They're not the team of the old Raiders that used to hang out in the local cities, drink with us, party with us, talk with us, talk about their wives and kids and families. That just doesn't happen anymore. These guys are superstar millionaires, and they're just not going to hang around for you and me. So what do we have left? We have each other. We have the Raider Nation. We have each other. So until the organization hires a coach that can whip these guys into shape and make them play and deserve our, you know, our following, we're gonna be following them ever anyway. But they don't deserve this team, this fan base. They don't deserve it. They haven't worked for that. But we're still here, and we're here for us. And when the team starts doing better, of course, we'll be here then too, but we're still here for us because the Raiders are doing their Raider thing. And we have to do our thing and support them eh, as best as we can. We can't be, we ain't going to be no Bengals fan, that's for sure. But, man, everybody's got their own way of dealing with the Raider thing. I personally, they're always going to be my team, always going to love the Raiders, no matter what they do. It's interesting how they're doing it this way and now at this time. So it'll get better. No way but up to go, Raider Nation. And so that's what's going to happen. This is Raider Greg
10: and I.